This episode of Arcadia California contains audio glitching effects, including repeating sounds, electronic whines, and static. They occur at several points throughout the episode. If you are sensitive to these effects, this episode may be difficult to listen to. An episode transcript can be found in the show notes. Fade in. Exterior, a redwood forest. Twilight. Full moon rising between trees. Green city limit sign next to dark highway. Dissolve to, sign. White block letters. Arcadia, California, population 16,179. Freeze frame. Superimpose, episode 17. Quip pan. Friday, May 22nd, 2009. This whole week has felt off. There's nothing wrong that I can put my finger on, but it's like everything is just, I don't know, mom's still being kind of weird, but not so much that I can really say anything to her about it. Will's the same way. It's like there's something between us we're not talking about, and we both know it, but we won't bring it up. Except there isn't really, except the notes I saw at his house. But I am not bringing that up because it's none of my business and also I shouldn't have even looked at them. Except that I did and now things are weird. But not. And the new moon's coming up this weekend. Neither Elliot nor Will has said anything about it to me. And I can't decide if I'm glad about that or worried. I haven't really been writing either. The script's there, in my head. I know what I want to do and how, it's just been really hard to focus on imaginary occult rituals when there are actual ones happening in what amounts to my backyard. (sighs) I should be enjoying this. It's incredible motivation, it's just somehow not as... not the good kind of interesting. I walked out to the Timberland today. It isn't that far from the Falconer house and... I don't know, I guess I wanted to just be away from people. Everything has gotten complicated. It's like nothing's actually changed, but there are somehow all these pressures I'm trying to deal with. Except nobody actually admits their pressures. I feel like people want something from me, but they won't ever tell me what it is they're looking for. Anyway, I should probably decide if- You've come quite far from home. I hadn't thought you'd wander this way unasked. Oh. Uh, no. I mean, it isn't really that far, and it's quiet. Why are you out here? Um, no, sorry. How are you? I live here. Because it's quiet. Because I'm closer here to hearing. There are voices in the wind where I live. Underneath the silence. If I open my windows, I can't sleep but for their singing. Uh... Cool. I was just, uh, I should probably go. They can't tell you the things you want to know. The ones who live in the town. Behind their walls. Behind their iron and salt. What? They don't have the answers. Your mother. Your friends. They can't even hear your questions. How did you... Were you following? Even he 
can't hear, though he keeps their house for them, though he opens their doors. He isn't one of us, isn't one of anything. He can't hear, and he won't answer. He won't. But I will. <laughs> I can, because I can hear, because I can dance and sing the words, because I know the questions too, because I asked them myself once. You, I, can you? I'll tell you if you want to know. I want to tell you. I've always wanted to tell you for years and years since the first time. When you were someone else entirely, he wanted answers too. He wanted to learn to speak. And I would have taught him too if he hadn't been so afraid. I don't understand. Don't you? But I'd like to. Are you saying you know about them? The people? <laughs> Those are not the words for them. You must always use the right words. Must always name the thing properly if you wish to know it. Will you tell me the right name? <laughs> oh, you are learning, not my brother. Learning to spin words into silver and spider silk. Is that what he's trying to teach you then? Will I hear you calling me on the wind soon? Come with me, where the words are so much louder. Then I will give you names all dripping with honey. And when you've eaten them, you will help me find the lost things. And everything will be all right again. I... All right. So I'm following Delphine Falconer into the Timberland to learn the proper names for things. She's probably not planning to lead me into the woods and then kill me. Probably. Hurry! Or the moon will come and steal away everything before you have the chance to hear it. Uh, where are we going? So many questions. You should not spend them on the wrong things. Okay. Here. Can you hear it? The music, the way they sing to us. I don't think I... No, you can't speak to hear. You have to listen. Do you hear it? No, no, I... Oh... I think I do. I do. I do. I do. Good. Then, all right. Questions and answers and names and who and how and when. What have they whispered to you while you were sleeping? What would you ask to be given? 
What would you give for it yourself? I don't. They, they haven't. Everything. I want to know everything. You're the first person who's been willing to tell me anything. They all either say I shouldn't talk about it or ignore the questions or change the subject entirely, and I understand that that's part of the ritual, the practice, that that's part of the thing. But if you don't talk about it, how are people supposed to learn what to do or what you really believe? I want... I guess... Were you raised believing these things? Did your family, I mean, did you grow up with this just being part of your life? <laughs> the wrong questions again. Stuffing your head full of cotton, stopping your ears with clay and your mouth with leaves, asking about the thing as though it were flour or eggs be weighed and measured and valued? Are you trying to find the worth of it still? Trying to pin it down to open and dissect and cut apart a pretty butterfly, the wings pulled off. Listen, I can't tell you what you don't ask. I'm sorry. This is just... I can't believe I'm even talking to you about this, of all the people that I could ask. But I tried that already. And at least you're willing to talk to me. And, I don't know, it'll make good movie dialogue or something. Okay. Let's pretend that all of this is real. Come at it from that angle. It isn't like it's going to hurt anything to at least suspend disbelief, have an open mind, and get the information I want, right? So... For now, we'll operate under the assumption that everything I've learned is the factual truth, and see where that gets me. Why do they give humans things at all? Why do they bother with bargains? I can't imagine they get anything out of it if they've got the power to, um, to do the things people are saying they do. Oh, you do hear. One can never be sure. Even they can't be sure until the doors open. They can tuck their fingers in the gaps, thread their arms through the hinges, but they can't know you've seen. You can see. You want to see. Until you let them in properly. But you do. You do. And that's the answer, you see. The question inside the question. What they can't do. Where they can't be. They live in the shadows around the edges of the trees, in the darkness under the rocks. It's not polite, you know, to give without being asked. And they are always polite. Okay, that makes sense. And it fits with what I read. If they aren't, I guess, aren't fully here, they couldn't actually affect the real world, so they'd need someone to sort of be a conduit, or... I bet there's a word for that. Maybe like an agent or something, someone who acts for them. But that doesn't really explain what they actually want here, or with humans, or... God, this sounds stupid. But I'm suspending disbelief. Um, I guess I'd like to know what you have to do to make a deal yourself. That's the logical next question, right? Assuming I'm believing this. What and then how? 
To ask, you want. To want, you ask. What? Do you know what you want? I don't want anything. I mean, I'm just curious about how you do it. I don't want to do it. Just no. You know? That's the most expensive desire of all. What? What would you pay to know? The one before you. Tree sap in his veins instead of blood. He offered everything. And they took and took until the sap ran dry. Took because he gave them his words. And then he turned to chalk and crumbled to dust. Will you turn to dust? Will you sell yourself one finger at a time? Or will you spend them promises of silver and go dancing home, your arms full of flowers? Um, I think, I mean, I don't really understand what you're saying. I was sort of getting it before, I think, but... I told you to listen. You understand well enough, or you would, if you kept your words, your ideas, inside, and let yourself hear. They never will listen. The brothers with acorns for eyes never listen till they are entirely gone, turned to not even a shadow leaving the sisters behind to cry for them. That's all you want, then. All you're asking for is everything. I, uh, I think that's, well, no. Okay. God, I I know I have more questions. Now that I get a chance to actually ask them, I can't think of anything. Okay. All right. I want to know why... I mean, why me? Uh, No, why the Falconers? Everyone here, the people in the town, I mean, they all keep acting like we're... The Falconers are in the middle of this, and I don't understand why. Is it just that we founded Arcadia? I mean, that would make sense, like the founder gets special attention or something, but it's felt like everyone wants me to get involved. Elliot did, and Will. I even... I heard my mom's talking about it, or I think I did, but it's still, they aren't explaining anything or even saying it. Poor, sweet, wanted thing. Never told the promise of the blood. Never shown the desire that sings in your ears like crickets. The walks down your back with the wind. You are wanted, you know. Wholly and fully as yourself, as what you are and could be. Wanted to be a prince crowned in Rowan and Holly. Not second best, second chosen. You, you and the other boy with sap in his veins. You and that boy and my brother. All three claimed to dance under the moon, to be theirs, and to be loved. 
I still don't understand. You're saying it is me that it's not about the family? Holly said, but I thought she was just being protective. All who make this place their home accept the price, their flesh and bone, and give who's called at seasons change to wood and mud and voices strange. I'm sorry, I was... I was following, I think, but I... Huh. That's one of those poems, isn't it? The ones on the plaques. The ones I keep forgetting about. I was going to write them all down, and I never... Please, I need you to actually explain what you mean, if you can. You said you could answer my questions. Please try again. I'm so close to getting it. I won't tell. I never tell. The secrets the wind whispers to me. I never did before, and I never will again. You haven't paid for them yet. But you will. Someday. And you'll open the door and they'll come and you will never be alone again. Hey, don't... Where are you going? Come back. Shit. Of course, that would be what happens. She runs away. My life is in increasing danger of becoming a movie script. God, I have so much more sympathy for protagonists now. This sucks. Smash cut, black screen. Over black, roll credits. Nico McCleary is played by M. German. Delphine Falconer is played by Izzy Trevelyan. Arcadia, California is a production of Law of Names Media. It is written and directed by Lisa Guente and edited by Eric Seguente. More information about the show and its cast can be found in the episode notes or at arcadiacalifornia.lawofnames.com. Fade out. Fade out.